Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's Saturday morning, already time for another episode of Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell, and again, I'm joined by Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. So last week, we spent the whole program talking about what to do if we receive an inheritance to make good money moves. What are we going to talk about this week? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the psychological reasons that many people overspend. And then we're going to share some easy solutions that you can implement to help you gain back control over your spending. Excellent. Yeah. So while there's nothing wrong with enjoying a few luxuries here and there in life, right, to make life a little bit more enjoyable, but on average, people are in the the, the research shows this, right? People right. are prioritizing non-essential items, um, which ultimately is stripping them of the opportunity to save money and use their money for more responsible things that come up in life like paying off your house had expenses we talked about before (laughs) (laughs) a wide array of things right so some common just to give some context right some some common non-essential things that create this overspending problem right so the average amount that someone uh, spends on things like restaurants takeout delivery is around $380 a month. Yowzer. Wow. And that and that's on top of whatever they're spending on groceries to stock their cupboards and their fridge in Think between the restaurants and takeout. That's a lot of money. That's getting that's close. average. That's getting close to 5 grand a year. Mhm. It's a lot. Big car payment. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's huge. And another one um, that's become really popular lately is these subscription services, right? These boxes you can get your meal preps in or toys for your dog or activities for your kids. I mean, I get all kinds of ads for these things. The average that somebody is spending yep. on these in a month is about $93. True story. A relative of mine signed up for one of those food services and they thought mm-hmm. it was excellent. But you know what? They couldn't eat the food fast enough. So some of it got thrown away. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be really careful with those. They're not always the best deal, especially if you have a family. Um, But I'll let you do your own research on that. Um, So the other really big one that is somewhat surprising but really shouldn't be all that surprising is the amount of money that people are spending monthly on in-app purchases. Um, So that's things in like games that you have on your phone that require you to spend money to move forward or gain more points or whatever it is. That's around $25 a month. And while it's not huge compared to some other um, expenses we were just talking about, it's still, that's 25 bucks a month. You could be saving that and uh, winning money in our Wincentive account every month for $25. I can Seriously. guarantee you that's 25 bucks a month I'm not spending. Yeah. No, it's not everything. I don't spend money on that either. But there's a lot of people that do. That's why they keep doing it because it works, right? Oh, sure. And so, I mean, this tendency to repeatedly splurge on these non-essentials over and over again, it often causes a lot of people to come up short on bills and then fall behind, in which case then they incur additional fees or charges for late payments. Um, but it also really short changes 
them in another more important area, which we've talked about extensively in other shows, but I'm going to recap it. So 38% of people claim that they can't afford to fund a retirement account. Yikes. And another 60% of adults don't have enough money in a savings account to cover a $1,000 expense. So, I, I mean, you look at that average amount that they're spending on takeout and subscription services and in-app purchases, that could fund your retirement, that could build your savings account. There's all kinds of things you could be doing with that money to better yourself financially that people just aren't thinking about, right? So that overspending really is a huge problem for a lot of people. It's between 40 and 80% of all purchases or impulse buys, according to some studies. There's a couple different ones out That's there. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that takeout, that's impulse. Well, sure. And that purchases impulse buys, right? So the thing is, most people know that this is bad, and they continue to do it anyway. So we're going to dig a little into why this happens and then provide a few tips that can help you really over, overcome the mental roadblocks that get in the way of people making those good money moves when it comes to spending choices. Okay, perfect. I mean, to be honest, I think we've all had issues with overspending at one point mm-hmm. in our lives. Guilty as charged. Yeah, so, <laughs> for sure. Where, where do we start with this topic? Sure. So the one factor that plays into the habit of spending is that the future feels very distant, right? So as human beings are really hardwired to look at what is directly in front of us first and then worry about later, later, right? So when it comes to money, this forms a concept known as delayed reward discounting or instant gratification, right? It's that preference for smaller, more immediate rewards as opposed to larger but delayed rewards. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you think about that new shirt or a fun meal at the new restaurant in town is more tangible than even a vacation next year or buying a home five years from now or retiring in luxury 30 years from now. Right. Live, so those, live for today. Yeah. Yeah that fear of missing out. It's attractive Um, though. It is. It is. It is. And it can be difficult to overcome. It can be. Um, But there are some tricks that you can try to help kind of combat this. And that's what Michelle is here today for is to fill us in on those tips. All right, Michelle, take it away. All right. So some ideas to help um, combat that pull of that instant gratification is to work on improving that impulse control. So it's going to take some discipline. Um, you know, some easy ideas there are, there are also to help you with this. So we've talked before and you've heard me say it, creating a budget, um, is important, but in that budget, don't create, don't forget to add in fun money. You know, there's some things out there that you can do, um, but you need to plan those splurges. So if you get everything in line, um, and you realize you've done your budget and it's like, well, there's no money left for any fun. You know, we can't go to the movies. We can't go out to eat. Then you need to take a look back and see where you can plan those splurges and what's going to make sense for you to do. So you don't have to have that fear of missing out on something immediate and more fun. Just plan for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you can also make a rule uh, for yourself that you have to wait one more day before you plan <laughs> purchase. So it forces you to consider, do you really want that item and can you really afford that item? I know we, my husband and I just recently did this. We walked into Costco and of course there's some great chairs there. Like I love these chairs and we needed some, 
but we hadn't planned on it. We hadn't budgeted for them, um, but they were really comfortable. And we ended up walking out of the store. We went a couple of places, looked at other options, compared prices, and then that was on a Saturday. And I think I came back Monday or Tuesday and bought the chairs. It's okay. So at least I planned for it, made sure I had the money for it, and then and then made the purchase. So um, it was good. We we did exactly that. We walked away for a little bit and thought about it. That's probably the most. We've talked about this one before. It's probably the most useful one to me because I'll you know I'll look at something. And I'll go, oh yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about that for a while, and that looks like a really good price. And da da da. And if I walk away from it, and let it, just one day, as you said, usually I can about eighty percent of the time I won't buy it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it works. Well, sometimes, um, yeah, you go through the whole list and go, yeah, it does make sense. Like I said, it's discipline. So another thing you can do is you can create an impulse list. So this would be a list where, you know, you write down the items you can come across, but you don't have any, any money budgeted for those right now. Um, you know, something might pull on your heartstrings somehow that you really want to do that. But if you've got this impulse list created, you know, I know, think about um, Black Friday. What's one of the biggest purchases you can make on a Black Friday? TVs. All of a sudden, everybody needs a TV. You bet. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, plan for that. If, if you think, you know, you know they're on sale every year, that might be something that you want to put. You know what? This is going to be an impulse. But at the same time, if we know it's coming, let's try to budget for that. And then give yourself some time, you know, to make sure that that's what you want, especially if it's that large purchase. Sure. And then compare. Know, you know, maybe ahead of time is know what's going to be a good price for this size TV that I want to buy. And if, you know, if it falls into that, then we do it. If it doesn't, maybe we don't. Well, you know what that does, too. I mean, especially those big electronic purchases, it's kind of like a rule that once you buy it, it will go down in price almost immediately. You bet. <laughs> so it always, so pays, true. it always pays to wait. It really does. Either Either you wait or you never, ever look at the ads ever again. Never again. <laughs> well, that is also actually a really good tip. Just don't look at what's out there. There you go. Won't be tempted, right? <laughs> All right. We're talking about uh, impulse buying, ways to avoid it, how to you know gain a little control over your spending. It's good money moves, and we'll continue in a moment on News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM and ninety six nine FM. Good money moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM and ninety six nine FM. Who's that? It's just mom and my and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM and ninety six nine FM. Good morning. Back to Good Money Moves here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 969FM. Uh, I like what we talked about in the last segment about putting that list together so I can refer to it when I have the urge. What are what are some of the other mental obstacles that you, you need to overcome when it comes to spending too much? Yeah, so the next kind of mental roadblock that we're going to talk about that a lot of people face is that credit isn't tangible you can't touch it you can't feel it you can't really even see it other than that little plastic card and even that little plastic card is disappearing now that there's you know online purchasing you can just use your little thumbprint and buy something with apple pay right so it's too easy it's so easy so research consistently shows that people will spend more with a credit card than when they are using cash Right, um, people are actually willing to pay anywhere from eighty-three percent up to two hundred percent more for an item when they're using a card versus using cash. Does that factor in the interest part of it, or is that just the price? 
that's just the price the studies they showed was just price yeah yeah um Right. And so this is part of a mental process um, that's called decoupling. And this process is where um, you're basically separating the purchase from the actual payment itself. So you're decoupling those two things from each other. And by separating those two and delaying that payment to a later time, it actually has been shown that it removes the emotional distress that you would experience if you were spending that same money with cash. Whether that's high stress or low stress, <laughs> different for everybody. But there is a level of emotional distress people go through when they purchase things with cash. Because you're physically feeling that money leave your hand. Oh, yeah. So with a credit card, you're essentially removing the pain of paying for an item. So then you can only focus on the benefit that that item brings to you. It's that that reward center gets triggered without that negativity that's associated with losing the money. It's diabolical. Um, It is. Um, Luckily, (laughs) there are ways that you can kind of help overcome this intangibility of using a credit card to help you stop overspending. I guess that's Michelle's job to tell us how to do this. (laughs) Again, this is going to take some discipline, but obviously your best option is really to start using cash. When you're using cash, you're starting to get that real grasp of how much you're spending. Um, but it can be harder to do as everything becomes more digital. You know, we've even heard stories of, you know, becoming cashless society. So, you know, there's other options then. Um, taking cash out of the mix is transition yourself to using debit cards. So if you're using a debit card, it's coming right out of your checking account. And instead of seeing that cumulative credit card bill, you can, you know, that you choose to pay only part of each month, you'll see the actual money and it'll come out of your spending, out of your actual cash available for that month. And that's what's really cool about the First Alliance Credit Union app that you have that goes along with it. Because you can just see that real time, right? You bet. Yes. Yes. I can make a purchase at lunchtime and go back to my car and there it is on yeah. the app already. Because it used yes. to be in the old days when you had the checking checkbook, you used to have, try to keep the ledger and you know subtract from your account and see it dwindle. It was almost the same effect as cash. Right. Yeah. But you have to still look back to see that and have that discipline yeah. to look and know where your balance yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, discipline again, yeah. Yeah. Another thing you can um, do is take a good long look at just how much extra you're paying in interest if you put that item on a credit card. So very much, you know, we talked about the 83 to 200. That was just for the purchase, and it didn't include the interest. But if you figure, you know, if you're planning to pay that credit card off, that's different. But most people, we know, studies show most people don't pay that off right away. And that interest accumulates. So if you figured out just how much that interest will be, very likely you'd be shocked. And then, you know, that number, keep that number in the back of your mind. So next time you think about swiping that credit card to make that big purchase, how much are you going to actually be paying for that item? Yeah, that's the massive set of tools I bought when I was 18 years old that took me five years to pay off. <laughs> right? <laughs> you probably paid double for them. Oh, at least, yeah. 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 Another good option is to not take that credit card with you for your everyday shopping needs. So if you've got a budget, you know how much you can spend for things like gas and groceries. Um, you know, you've, you know, you can use your debit card and pay for those and don't even take that credit card along. You've heard people talk about putting credit cards in their freezer so they don't use them. If that helps and disciplines you, then go for it. Um, we have a tool out there called My Cards in our mobile banking app. You can actually stay on budget and use your credit and debit cards um, if you absolutely need to use a digital payment. So you can have that with you without really having that card with you, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. Yeah. It makes um, it just a little bit more of a hassle, that's all. 
yeah, a good, a bit of a hassle might stop somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Another thing you do is just minimize the number of credit cards that you have and commit to only using them for emergencies or pre-planned expenses that you know um, exactly how you plan to pay them off. So my husband recently, we wanted a um, smokeless fire pit. So we kind of went back and forth ended up using a credit card to put that on, but we had a game plan for what our intention was to pay that off right away. It was just the easiest method to pay sure. at that time. Once so. again, the discipline to pay it off right away. Yep. So all of what you said makes a ton of sense, but you're right. We also mentioned, Jenna did, that it's getting tougher and tougher to get away from the digital payment methods. Are there still ways you can control your spending? I mean, what are some of the other barriers that cause people to spend, spend, and spend? Yeah, so we are hardwired to be accepted by our our tribe, right? Sure. And and even to compete with those that are not in your tribe, right? This is uh, why social pressure really strongly influences our spending decisions, and usually not to your benefit, right? So, and on top of that, you naturally gravitate towards people who have the same interests as you, and that includes your spending behavior. So two-thirds of consumers feel some level of financial peer pressure when it comes to the food and the gadgets that they spend money on and how much. And then conversely, right, we talked about competition. Auctions are a perfect example of how being around other people um, kind of quote unquote, not in your tribe, creates this spending competition, right? Um, and we've talked about this before. It's It really comes down to that feeling of keeping up with the Joneses or in some cases doing better than them and to show off. Um, uh, so this is off, this kind of whole idea is, is really referred to as social facilitation or when you're in the presence of other people, they push you to do something to a further extreme than you would have on your own. And this is true even for spending your money. Human nature. Um, yeah, human nature. So this can be a really difficult mental obstacle to overcome, um, especially if your group of friends is one that likes to go out on the town frequently or they like to take expensive vacations or they just happen to like to spend their free time shopping right um so other people around you do influence your spending and it's something you need to be aware of and really take stock of but there are a few things that you can do to look out for your own budget and still kind of maintain that sense of fitting in or even in some cases winning at life (laughs) all right so we're going to talk about some of those few things with Michelle Dodd and Jenna Tubble when we come back on Good Money Moves. News Talk 1340, Carol C.A. on 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, K-R-O-C A-M and 96.9 FM. And Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd with First Alliance Credit Union. We're talking about overspending and controlling your overspending, maybe getting rid of it altogether through... I think the central theme has been discipline. <laughs> yes. I feel like a disciplinarian here. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so... Michelle, we're going to throw this at you. What are some of these other things we can look out for in our budget that we could uh, 
still maintain our set of, you know, that feeling of fitting in with fitting in with Jones, let's say. Yep. I think, you know, a big thing when you're looking to fit in or you're in that auction in the middle of a bidding war or friends are having a shopping spree, just need to take a moment, slow down, take a breath and reconsider really what you're what willing to spend. Are you really willing to spend as much as other people are willing to spend? Um, if you've got a plan, you've got a game plan, and you know what you want to spend on things, regardless of the pressure you feel being around your friends, um, you'll need to have some sort of financial plan to help you make the right choices with your money. If you've got that plan and you know what you're willing to spend, you're going to have no amount of pressure is going to be able to make you do something. Um, I am probably known by, to my friends as someone who's very cheap. <laughs> I, I'm not a shopper. I'll go along. But I usually don't buy things, um, or I make sure I'm getting a really good deal. Isn't that funny how people with a budget are always considered cheap? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I actually, you know, I think it's important to be honest with your friends. If, if you're having financial difficulties at a certain time, or if they just know that you're that cheap person, potentially. You know, I will buy my round of drinks as well, but I want everyone to do that equally. Otherwise, I'm not going to like that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to let, let your friends know Um let them know the reason why you've had a financial change. You know, maybe your job has changed and they didn't realize that or something else has happened. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on. If you're in debt, don't be embarrassed to let people know. Money is a really tough thing for people and it does cause embarrassment. But I think honesty is a good thing. If they're your real friends, they'll be a support system for you rather on the, than anything else. On the other side of that, too, is if you're honest with them and share and they're keeping up with the Joneses just like you are, It might encourage them to get their spending under control as well. You bet. And you never know if you've got that one friend that when you say that says, oh, thank goodness, I'm so glad someone else brought that up because I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. You know, I think that's an important thing to do. And, you know, if your friends know where you stand, you can find other options. You know, it's a lot cheaper to have a few drinks around a campfire in the backyard than going out downtown and spending money at the bars all night long. Um, It's fun to watch my children as they are in their mid-20s now and they're realizing that, ooh, we save a lot of money when we don't go out like that and just hang out with friends at our house. We have just as much fun, but we save a lot of money. You know, the, the $8 a beer thing, that adds up pretty fast. Oh, <laughs> and the, and the, that yeah. should cure you pretty quickly, right? And the Uber home, where if you're at oh, a friend's yeah. house, you can maybe just stay. Yeah. That's funny to bring that up, that I'm talking to younger people, me being an older person, and they're getting into home buying, and they're looking at their budgets and things like that, and and they're looking at their payments. I always try to counsel them. I go, once you're in that house, you're going to realize you're going to have a lifestyle change. And some of the things that you uh, find important right now are going to go by the wayside pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And your budget will open itself up a little bit because you're probably not going to be spending as much money on entertainment as you were before. It goes a long ways. Yeah, you're going to find a lot of ways to entertain yourself in that $1,000 a month house yeah. <laughs> that you are now paying for. There are things to fix and things to clean all the time. Right. And that's a big, I think that's a big thing too for the whole keeping up with the Joneses. If, you know, someone has moved into a, a nicer, newer home and you get you find yourself following their lead, you're stuck in that for a very long time. That could be a 30-year keeping up with the Joneses mistake that you make that could yeah. come back to haunt you later if you're not careful. Yeah. But I also, you know, covered the you know the negative side of it. The, the if you're having financial troubles and and maintaining discipline, I was just going to bring up the the plus side of this, and I think I brought it up before that I, I know more than a handful of self-made millionaires, uh, 
and you would not know it, and you would probably consider them all cheap. Oh, then I've got a chance. Because, I mean, they change their, you know, they obviously have some pretty good incomes, but a lot, they're really millionaires, not because of their incomes, but because of their savings. So You can't spend your way to be a millionaire. That's true. <laughs> you can't. That's that, 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 that way. That one is a given. Okay. So excellent information today. Uh, great tips about how you can control your overspending. Where can someone learn more about making these good money moves? Yeah, so as always, I encourage everyone to explore our website, firstalliancecu.com. You're going to find a ton of free resources that you can explore. We've got our blog that we um, post twice a week, different topics, financial topics, um, including how to avoid overspending. Um, We've got access to free resources and tools that can help you create that budget plan, make some goals for yourself, Um, go back, listen to some of our past Good Money Moves episodes, which are available on our website. They're available on the KRC News website, um, as well as now available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn podcasting services. They're everywhere. You can't (laughs) disappoint, (laughs) which is a good thing. (laughs) But if you really do want some more personalized guidance, um, Our staff at First Alliance Credit Union are always willing to sit down and kind of help you get pointed in the right financial direction based on what your personal goals are. Fantastic. Until next week, are you both back next week? or Well, we'll find out. How's that? Yeah. We'll leave that on open (laughs) question. (laughs) Surprise. It's summer. You can be on vacation. Tune in next week to find out. There you go. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Jenna. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. And uh, until the next Saturday with another episode of Good Money Moves, I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. From the News Talk 1340, K.